If you would, turn your attention to the 16th chapter of the book of Genesis. It shouldn't take you long to find that. Genesis chapter 16, the book of beginnings. And you'll see how some things were way back in the the times of the beginning, beginning with verse 4 down through verse 8. Notice that these words. So Abram had sexual relations with Hagar. Well, he didn't wait any time into getting into it, did he? And she became pregnant. That's normally how it happens. But when Hagar knew she was pregnant, she began to treat her mistress Sarai with contempt. And then Sarai said to Abram, this is all your fault. I put my servant into your arms, but now that she's pregnant, she treats me with contempt. The Lord will show you who's wrong. You are mean. And this is a wife having a conversation with her husband. And Abram said, he replied, look, she's your servant. So deal with her as you see fit. And then Sarah treated Hagar so harshly that she finally ran away. The angel of the Lord found Hagar beside a spring of water in the wilderness along the road to Shur. The angel said to her, Hagar, Sarai's servant, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she replied. And so today I'm just going to talk about the power of destiny. The power of destiny. Notice that Hagar really didn't have a destination. Her game plan was simply to get away from Sarah. It was just to get away from Sarah. At this time, you know, that, that names were changed. She was Sarai here and later became Sarah and Abram, who is Abraham. But their names hadn't been, been changed at this point. But I'll just use Sarah and Abraham to make it easier for us. And it's, it's interesting here that she has an experience with an angel of the Lord. Uh, when an angel, the angel of the Lord always represents God himself. So anytime you see that an angel of the Lord appeared, an angel is a messenger. Angelos, it rings messenger. This angel is bringing a message from God to this woman. She's running away from her mistress, uh, who is her employer. And uh, she's got good reason to run away. She's carrying her employer's baby. And uh, so, and she's you know, getting some harsh treatment, so she had to get away. You do understand these kinds of domestic situations. And so she had to get away. While she's running away, now she's at a spring out in the wilderness, and an angel speaks to her. This is God talking to her, saying, Hagar, yes, so two questions. Where are you going? I mean, where did you come from, and where are you going? Those two questions. Where have you come from, and where are you going? One was about her history. The other one was about her destiny. Now, normally, you know, it is not normal for God to bring up people's past. But I, I want to tell you here why I think that he brought up her past. I think that he brought up her past and talked about her history in terms of where have you come from to point her back to something that was unfinished business. He was going because he knew that locked in her history was a part of her destiny. That your destiny is connected oftentimes to your history. And there was something that he wanted to send her back to because there was a blessing that Abraham had for her that she had left without the blessing. You don't want to leave a place wrong. If you leave wrong, you can't cleave right. Uh, for this cause, Genesis 2.24, shall a man leave his mother and his father and shall cleave unto his his wife, if you can't 
leave your mother and father right with the blessing. You can't cleave right. You don't know how to cleave if you don't know how to leave. And the same thing that messed up that relationship will mess up the one that you're going to. And so God, when he's trying to help us in our future, he says, I want you to go back and get your attitude right with your mom and your daddy. Because if you don't know how to treat your mom and your daddy, you're not going to know how to treat your spouse. And until you get that right, until you know how to humble yourself, you're going to have to humble yourself with your spouse. And, so, and, and all the married people said, yeah. I mean, you go, I mean, that's, I mean, it's going to take some, some stuff. That's going to have to be worked out. So he's pointing her back to her history, letting them know that your history is connected to your destiny. Sometimes you've got to go back to your history to even understand who you are and what your gifts are and what your capacity happens to be. Because you don't realize that there's something in your history that points you to your destiny. And Hagar was running so fast that she was missing it. He says, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I don't know. I'm just trying to get away from her. I'm just getting away. I was just trying to get away. She had no game plan. She had no destination. But there is a power of destiny. Destiny has a power that pulls us, that motivates us, that encourages us, that strengthens us. She couldn't tap into that power because she's running out of fear. She's running out of frustration. She's running out of aggravation. She's not running to purpose. She's not running to vision. She's not running to destiny. She's just going and she doesn't even know where she's going. She's just, I'm just trying to get away. And the angel of the Lord stops her and says, where have you come from? Where are you going? He was asking her those questions about her history and her destiny to say they are connected. And unless you go back to what you left and get some things right, you will never be able to hit your destiny. Because if your aim is off, you'll never hit the target. So there's a reason that God sometimes sends us back. You have to sometimes go back before you can go forward. Does that make sense? And she's in that place where she's, she's looking for something. Because, you see, if you don't know where you're going in life, any road will take you there. Any road will take you there. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And so she's, she's in a position where she needs help. She needs help. She needs direction. She needs destiny because destiny has power. Destiny has drawing power to be able to take you. Let me, let me uh, uh, point it out to you this way. It, it, it is as though... Uh, you, you have uh, chosen to go out on a dinner cruise. Anybody ever been out on a dinner cruise? You'd get on a boat and you'd go out on, on the water. And you know there's music, there's singing, there's dancing, there's eating, there's drinking. And, and it just goes out in the water someplace, no place in particular. And you, you have fun for two or three hours and then you come back to the same place that you left. You've not seen anything differently. And there are some relationships like that that are dinner cruise kind of relations. Of folks that you just go off with and eat and drink and sing and dance and listen to music, but they don't take you anywhere. That's not a destined relationship. Now, you, you, you need to have fun. But you want to go somewhere. And you've got to be hooked up with people that are not just dinner cruise people. And, and so if I just want to have dinner... On a boat, you know, that's one thing. It's, but some people are on a ship that's not going anywhere. I, I remember I was in the Ukraine ministering once, and uh, they, they had me. I, I didn't realize that my hotel was a floating hotel. I didn't know. I mean, they had given me the presidential suite. I, how was I supposed to know? <laughs> I, I didn't know. But my, I took two of my brothers with me on the trip, and, and, and my brothers were on a different floor. And the floor where they are, they could feel the moving of the, 
of the, of the, of the hotel. I couldn't feel it. I didn't know it was, a, it, it was floating. I thought that we were secured. And it was not until we were off out of the hotel and I was looking and I, I saw a rising. I'm like, this thing is floating. They were feeling the motion. They had cheaper rooms. And, uh, <laughs> but I couldn't feel it. But it had no destination. It was a boat. And, and, and when you create a ship, a ship is for voyage. It is not built for the harbor. It's safe in the harbor, but it's not what it's built for. It's built for a destination. And see, I took my wife on a cruise last year. I chose it because of the destination, the ports of call. A dinner cruise has no ports of call. You don't get off. You can't sample the local food. You don't talk to people. You don't learn the culture. You don't buy souvenirs. Because you go to no ports of call. But on a cruise, you have ports of call. And, and, and it, it, the cruise that I took her on, it was a Mediterranean cruise. We went to the Italian Riviera and the French Riviera. And we, we, we started in Rome, Italy. We wound up in, in France. It didn't take us back to the same place that we left. So I had to fly into Rome, but I flew out of France. Because it didn't take me back to the same place. I chose a cruise that took me to different ports of call destinies. It was taking me somewhere. And, and, and we wake up every morning at a new beautiful place on the Amalfi Coast. And it was so breathtaking. My wife, she's an early riser. She's just standing out on the, on the balcony and she's like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And I'm still in the bed. And, and then I get up with what I've slept in. And go out to the balcony and take in the view. And it is breathtaking. It is breathtaking. I'm not on a dinner cruise. I'm on a port of call. And I'm at the Amalfi Coast. And, and, then, and, and it is absolutely gorgeous. Breathtaking. It's, it just makes you stand in awe of the magnificence of God. And looking at mountains and houses and things in the mountains and the seacoast and the gorgeous turquoise water. And it was absolutely amazing. And then in the French Riviera, and just waking up, and every day was a new port of call. And we would get off of the ship and go in and sample the culture and explore the land and buy souvenirs and experience the culture. And it took me to places that I had never been before. And it grew me and it expanded me because I'm on a destiny cruise. That has different ports of call. Destiny calls. It calls you. And it takes you. And it expands you. And it grows you. And it matures you. And, and we had great food. And great music. And drink. And dancing. And all of that. So you don't have to choose either or. You can have both and. See. And so life is designed to be a journey that takes you someplace. But when you get on a dinner cruise. You have no port of call and it brings you back to the same place where you left off and you have no baggage. You can't change clothes. But when you're on a cruise that takes you to different ports of call, it allows you to experience the world and learn from it and grow and interact with the people and learn the culture and buy souvenirs saying, I was here. 
and you're having an experience that nobody can take away from you. And it becomes a beautiful, beautiful experience because destiny calls. We're talking about the power of destiny, the power of destiny. And here this woman is having an experience where she was. She'd just been living there as a servant and now she's running away not knowing where she's going. You don't set sail without knowing the itinerary. I chose the cruise because of the itinerary, because of the ports of call, the ports of call, the ports of call. It's interesting. Where have you come from and where, to, where are you going? That's about your history and about your destiny. And it's interesting, the angel of the Lord told it in Genesis 16:9. the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit to her authority. Sometimes God will tell you to go back to the very place that you were running away from. Just because it was uncomfortable doesn't mean that God didn't have something there to develop you. You got to qualify for the blessing. The question is, can you stand to be blessed? Can you stand to be blessed? I, I, you know, and I'm just telling you, there's some places that you're going to have to go back to and say, you know what, what I said on Friday. Because some people have this kind of, you know, they just got firecracker kind of attitudes. And then rolling around Monday, you know, they realize, you know what, I ain't got a job. <laughs> On Friday, they feel like, I ain't going to let nobody talk to me like that. <laughs> I let them know I gave up a piece of my mind. And over the weekend, you know, you start thinking about bills that you got coming in. <laughs> and now maybe, just maybe, maybe he's telling you to go back and submit yourself. Submit yourself to their authority. Submit yourself because God's not concerned about your comfort as much as he is about your development. He's trying to get you someplace. And sometimes you got to deal with nasty people to get to where you want to go to. Sometimes a door, you got to go through a door that's got a nasty person at the door. But I didn't come for you at the door. I came for the experience that I'm going to have on the inside of that door. And you got to be able to look beyond nasty people and not let the nasty people hinder you to your... Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes there's a nasty person at the, at, the, at the door, but it's not about the door. It's about what you're going to experience once you go through the door. And you got to endure the door person so you can get in and get the experience of what God has for you. And I'm just telling you, it becomes a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing. But I just want to remind you of this, to always be cautious of your destination. Always be cautious of your destination. We had a lady that worked for our company years ago. She had this uh, narcolepsy, some kind of sleep disorder. And she'd get on the bus and she'd, she'd be at the end of the line, forgetting to get off. Because when you sleep, you're not conscious of your destination. And I know people that go through life sleep, unaware of their destination. You can get on a plane, and I found people on a plane that missed when they were supposed to get off. Because I've taken some flights. I, I, flew, I remember one time to South Africa, and we, we landed at this island uh, off of the northwest coast of, of Africa. And uh, they wouldn't let me off the plane. And I'm just on the ground for an hour. I, I, I want to get off. And they wouldn't let us off the plane. They just came through spraying some disinfectant. I covered my nose. <laughs> and uh, all of the crew got off and a brand new crew came on. Because some people can only go with you a certain part of the journey. There's some people that God brings into your life that can only go with you so far. And then if you're going to get to your final destination... You got to change crew so your mentors will shift. 
God has a way of being able, because I mean, you know, that's a, they're good people, they're sweet people. It has nothing to do with the person. It has everything to do with the destination. I was, see, my destination was not Northwest Africa. I was headed to South Africa. But I had to, I had to stop there because we had to refuel. And we had to change crew. And, and you know, it was, it was an 18-plus hour flight. And, and so we had to change crew. When you're on a long journey... Some people can only go with you a certain distance of the way, but it was about the destiny. My destiny was not in Northwest Africa. It was in South Africa. So I had to go, I had to go on a, you know, I had to continue on a, on a long journey. I didn't change the vessel. We changed the crew. And sometimes God doesn't let you change the body. He lets you change the crew of the people that are assigned to help you in the journey. Cause sometimes people can only take you to a certain level and then you have to change the crew. It's not that anything was wrong with them, but they can only take you so far. And now you've got to have people that have the experience and the know-how to be able to take you to the next dimension. And, and so it became just a wonderful blessing to just be able to know how to make the shift to be able to come into the place where God was calling us. But destiny calls. There is a power in destiny that calls us from one place to be able to go to another. So we, we have to learn how to obey the call of destiny because it has drawing power. Drawing power. But don't get off before you reach your destination. You have to be cautious of your destination because cautiousness means to know together. It means to know together. Cautiousness, to know together. When you've got a team of people that's working with you, you need everybody to know. Uh, one of the things that my wife knows that perturbs me, if I'm driving somewhere and that sometimes I'm talking and not paying attention to something and I might miss the exit where I need to get off or the street that I need to turn. And I'm like, if you were driving... I would have told you, you need to turn here. <laughs> Cautious means to know together. To know together. You need everybody who, who's there to know it together. That I know that, listen, no, no, if I'm, if I'm running my mouth, no, you need to turn right up here. You need to turn, you need to get off the exit. You need to know together. To know together with whom? Know together with God. Know together with your spouse. Know together with your friends. Know together with your family. Know together with your neighbors. Know together with your partners. Can you imagine teammates trying to help you do something and they don't know what you're trying to do together? They need to know what they're doing together. They need to know. I, I mean, I told you, Albert Einstein, when he died, we don't know what his last words were. Because on his deathbed, he rises up and utters his last words in German. And the caretaker who was taking care of him didn't speak German. So we have no idea what he said. He just rises up on his deathbed. Cross is over the hair that's good in Jadin Mark. And then he dies. And we have no idea what he said. Because the person who was serving him didn't speak the language. She was not cautious. When you're cautious, you know with, to know together with. If somebody's helping you to build something, they need to know together with. You need to know together. You have to be cautious of what you're doing. And so I was taking somebody home one time. They knew where they lived. I didn't know where they lived. And after we passed the turn, it's like, you passed my exit. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? We're in this together. You know where you live. I don't know where you live. I don't go there every day. You go there every day. We're in this together. Let's work, work with me, people. Work 
with, but you can't get people to work with you if they are unconscious. And sometimes you've got people that's on your journey with you who don't know the destiny together with you. That this is not where we're going. Destiny has a way of drawing you. The only way that I can be content where I am is because I know that I wasn't designed to stay here. And destiny can help you to be content where you are, but also give you a motivation and excitement to say that this is not where it ends. I'm on my way somewhere. And I can, I can, I can tough it out here tonight because I know that I'm not going to be here always. I'm on my way somewhere. I'm on my way. I, I, I'm not built for this, to stay in this place living under these conditions but I can handle it for right now because I know I'm on my way somewhere see destiny there's a power in destiny that can motivate you and strengthen you while you're on your way but you have to be cautious of the journey to say that I know that God has me on this journey for a purpose God's doing something in my life he's moving in me he's moving in me he's moving in me notice something in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1 through 3 Uh, the Lord said to Abram leave your native country your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you and I'll make you a great nation and I'll bless you and make you famous and you'll be a blessing to others and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt all of the families of the earth will be blessed through you Abraham notice he said though in order to do this you're going to have to get up and leave the country where you are and leave your relatives my daddy said the Lord gives you family the devil gives you relatives (laughs) anybody know what that means I mean you know see not everybody who is blood related to you is really family. Some of them are just relatives. They're in to get what they can get out of you. They, they, you know, and so they're not really, you know, when you got real family, real family loves you. Real family is able to encourage you. Real family supports you. But you got some folks as relatives. Relatives will talk about you. Relatives will throw you under the bus. Relatives will call you and say, you know what? I asked them for $5 and all they gave me was two fifty. They didn't have to give you that. <laughs> and so the Lord said, Abram, Abram, listen, Abram. Abram, I I want you to get away from your family. I want you to get away. You've got to get away from the stuff that's holding you down. Got to get away. And and guess what happened? Guess what happened? Uh, Abram takes his daddy with him. He takes his daddy with him. See, here's one thing that I want you to understand this. Is that direction is more important than speed. Direction is much more important than speed. Why pick up a bystander who's not going where you're going? You're picking up hitchhikers that's headed the other way. And they end up slowing you down. I mean, just because you're friends with somebody doesn't mean you have the same destination. Uh, and, and so, uh, Abraham took, after he got this word, get away and get away from your family, he takes his daddy with him. His daddy was a man by the name of Terah, T-E-R-A-H. You know what the name Terah means? Delay. He took his delay with him. He took delay with him. Have you ever taken folks with you that just slow you down? Anybody who has children know what I'm talking about. Because you get on a road trip to go anywhere. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm hungry. Oh, mama, he hit me. Mama, he hit Delay, delay, delay. Don't make me come back there. Delay, delay, delay. I realize now, you know, my mother used to threaten us. Don't make me come back there. I'm like, oh, come on, come on back here. <laughs> I mean, who, who going to drive? I mean, come on. Come on. <laughs> Don't make me 